All right, Tiff. What up, cuz? What's going on? Not a whole lot. We're doing a little special, special event drop. Family edition. Yeah, like I like doing these every now and again. I'm glad we've kind of been talking about this for a little while now. I'm just glad you're willing to do it with me. I like to just, I don't know, you know, like the whole idea of the show is always to to vent about shit, and like you know, sometimes veterans don't want to do that. They just, you know, I like just telling their story. So we're gonna vent. We'll vent. We'll talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's a, a lack of topics these days. Oh, Jesus. Especially when you uh, make the mistake of putting a political fo- post on Facebook. Yeah, dude. I thought you did that, and I totally ju- I had to jump on it because you don't do that ever. And, like, I'm not going to I totally knew exactly what you're trying to say, you know? Like, Are you a devil's advocate? Well, I just have – I like to have – a lot of time, like, especially when I know the person and I know, and I know like no, – pretty much whatever i said like you wouldn't be mad at me about you know like you would at least like read it and maybe talk to me or like privately we were even talking that whole time you know i'll i'll fucking i'll have fun and say shit and um and do whatever and then usually i just look for other people to comment which actually happened so um you know it's it's fun but yeah well between you and tony i was like he's commenting on like other like random like other people's responses and going off on a tangent oh my guy tony tony trask you mean yeah. yeah dude he i think he might have been um slightly intoxicated like sort of like just randomly arbitrarily sort of liking and commenting that's yeah. neither here nor there i don't know that for sure but um yeah he does that every now and again because he he's kind of been on a little hiatus too so i, li- I like yeah. it when he just, well, i like it when he just like plows in and just like all of a sudden it's like what up like oh yeah it's like comment. a massive presence like, like yes here's my thoughts on everything yeah i love that yeah, man, that was a hot post, though. I, I didn't expect um, – I think you were right. You probably should have left the reference off and then just said what you wanted to say. But because it – you know, I think your original intent behind the – you're obviously not a Trump supporter, and that's fine, right? Like, yeah. totally get it. A lot of people aren't. Um, but you referenced the mail-in thing, and, like, a lot of people are sensitive to that right now. Like, yeah. holy fuck, dude, like – and and I'll just want to make it clear, like I commented on it because I thought it was hilarious. Because I'm I'm a mail-in voter, but I've been vet, like they vetted the fuck out of me before I did a mail-in anything, you know. And, oh no, not Florida. Yeah, so I don't I don't I mean, see that's the other thing too. That's a layer that you have to add is like you're totally in Florida, which is like when it comes to politics, it's like the most notorious shit show state maybe ever. You know, like with I don't even the- think it's just limited to politics, like. Well, just I, um, elections. Let me just say elections. Like, there's all. I mean, the Florida man is like a real thing, right? Like, when you read something yeah. on Facebook, it's a Florida man did this or that, right? Oh yeah, they're like Florida man's out doing meth and licking doorknobs, and I'm like, hey, Florida. Yeah, but I mean, like, when you're talking about like mail-in voting, people will talk about Florida. When you're talking about absentee voting, they'll talk about Florida now because Trump changed his residency, right? Or yeah, there's just so much wild shit. So yeah, that was like a sensitive topic, and and clearly that's you were just like Trump's an idiot. Like, I don't support Trump, and that's fine. Like, you should say that if you don't, you know. It's kind of it's crazy to me that because I say that, then I'm automatically a Democrat snowflake. Yeah, which is totally not fair. Totally not. You fair. know, and it's like you can, I don't know. Like I, I that part kind of blows my mind because I just how people jump to those conclusions is beyond me. Yeah, which like so of my crew, um, I'm probably the most vocal about Trump's like annoying shit that he does like mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know i think i'm pretty vocal about it because like there's a lot of shit he does that i can't stand 
just like as he carries himself. But I mean, he's a fucking billionaire New Yorker. Like, obviously, he's going to do weird, stupid shit, you know? Right. Um, I just, you know, having been in the military and stuff, like, there's a time and place for all that. Oh, for but sure. It's hard, though, because I do appreciate... Um, I do appreciate a politician, not, not just Trump, but any politician that just kind of speaks their mind and, yeah. you know, instead of, um, so in that regard, I, I care about that, but yeah, it's hard to, um, these days, especially on like social media and we were talking about it, there's zero context, right? So, um, it's hard to voice opinions without people being fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. And there's no, there's, it's, it's, it's hard to not assume a tone. You know what I mean? Like you read something and you put a tone to it yourself. And that may not be what somebody was, you know, trying to get across, but it doesn't matter. It's whoever's on the other side, looking at it, they're going to see it however they want to and respond accordingly. And it's like, no, like, so you met my wife and you know, my wife like holds me accountable in pretty much everything I do. She sends me the key and peel video sometimes just to remind me that I'm fucking retarded. And like, when I read things like, you know what I mean? Like I am that, I am that guy. I fucking immediately go high into the right. I mean, you and I had a conversation before we started recording, like in my personal life, even like that actually happened and, and it was catastrophic, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, now I, I'm a little better. Like, dude, like whoever the, fu- I don't even know who this fucking kid is. Like, I have no idea who he is or whatever. Oh yeah. That's right. Cran muncher. Yeah. Fucking cran muncher. Right. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. That's such a good one. You know, like, <laughs> come on man like that's all you can hit me with you know like cran much i was like dude check your math like and to be and just to be fair his math was like on the actual numbers that he posted is he they're not accurate not even close like like even and i don't think it's even contested Unless 90 percent of the time if i see numbers in a picture you have to know that it's not good you know right? like so don't come back and say i checked the math cran muncher like no you didn't you just posted out a fucking random picture i do that to people all the time Cause it just makes him mad. You know, that's what he yeah. wanted. He wanted to get me mad. And like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you're a fucking, you know, I just like, now, now I'm just having fun at this point. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I, well, then I see like a smiley face pop up. I'm like, he's such a dick. Well, I mean, it's just like, I'm like, now I'm just having fun. Like now I get to, now I just get to waste your time all day. Cause I'll sit there all fucking day just on principle. Just just proof. Waste, yeah. <laughs> just to waste your time. You know? And I, it ended, I think in that, in that case though, I think it ended pretty good. He's like, Oh, I've been in the air force for 15 years. So I was like, I remember, I remember my first part-time job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you know, I love, I love, you know, my air force, I got, I work with a lot of air force cats and I love them to death, man, but they don't, they don't, I mean, if there's a service that doesn't put in the work, like other service, it's Air Force. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I said what I said, and I mean it. I have never served my country. I have no. Yeah, well, even, I mean, like, I'm not even entitled to an opinion on it. I assume you guys are all. So the Air Force does a lot of work. Don't get me wrong, but they don't do what other services do. It's just different. Everyone knows yeah. it, and and the fact that he, um, there's just some it's shit. There's just some fights you don't pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like. <laughs> Really guy, you know, and I don't, and like I said, I don't know his background, but I'd be, I'd be willing to bet he's not even active duty. He's probably like a fucking reservist or some shit. Like that makes it even more annoying. I don't care. Oh, I think it, was so, it was super random because, um, you I know haven't him? talked you to know him. The person? Like, do you know who he we is? We went to high school. I mean, we went to school together, so but I mean, I so probably I, haven't talked, spoken directly to him in maybe 20 years. Like, I, so I know his last name and I feel like I know family members. I don't know if he, if he's a brother. I, I don't know if they're related, but yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I don't, I try not to out people's names and stuff, but yeah I, yeah, I know the name and even Tony texts me privately. He's like, dude, I love what you're doing. I love it. Like, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know who this is. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you know, like I said, it was just on principle at that point. Like, yeah. And it's funny. Cause like, I always remember him as kind of like a, 
you know, just a quiet guy, never really. And I don't, I'm not huge on Facebook. I'll go on and comment here and there. And, uh, but I, I've made a conscious effort to kind of pull back from that, but I've, I, I was just very unexpected from that, that specific individual. And I was like, Oh Lord, here we go. Which I think made it more fun for me. Like, cause I don't, I have, I have zero investment other than principle, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to force you to at least pick up your phone constantly because I'm going to keep sending shit to you. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, it was fun. Uh, like and I do that with people on, I'll, I'll take the opposite argument just because like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not even necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's the thing that kind of kills me is like anytime somebody posts something that doesn't fit your box and your views, like it's, you know, it, it's not acceptable. It's wrong. And it's like, you know, at what point do you actually have like, you know, civil discourse and actually, you know, talk about facts, not opinions. And then, you know, when do we open up and say, yeah, you know what? I was wrong. You know, like. Yeah. So I'm actually reading this book. Uh, you, do you know who Dan Crenshaw is? I don't. Uh, the name sounds familiar. I, I don't. Okay. So he was on Saturday Night Live. It actually made him pretty popular. He's the one that Pete Davidson like made fun of because of his fucking eyeball. He wears a pack. Oh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, okay. so he's a he's a conservative Republican. He's out of Texas, but he's not he's not at least he, he's different in the fact that he's younger and he's willing to talk to people, right? And he and he says that all the time. Civil discourse. That's one of the big things he talks about all the time. I'm reading his book right now, and and one of the things he says is like we're too like the extreme left and the extreme right are attacking people. They attack people. They don't attack policy. Like attack your fucking stupid ideas, right? Because they're stupid, not because it's a person saying it. And it's yeah. unfortunate, but you know, th those are sort of the windows. And I think we see that with, uh, like, I think it's pretty incredible that Kamala Harris became the vice presidential pick. I really do. I think it matters. Like, I think we can both yeah. look at our daughters and be like, Hey, yeah, you could actually achieve, um, incredibly high, uh, positions in this world. But, um, you know, she plays a lot of identity politics. She always has. And so has that side. And I'm not saying that Republicans don't do it. Um, but it's like, we're, again, we're focused too much on people. Like, yeah. um, now when you're talking about like Biden versus Trump, obviously the person matters. Um, I, it just does, but you're talking about the highest position in the land, you know, beyond that or lower than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it really sucks that those are the two fuck sticks we have to choose from, in my opinion. Like, um, yeah. I, now, I would say that both of them could probably do some good stuff. Um, but it's annoying that we don't have like. Um, we should be like fighting over who is the absolute the best. best, not who's the absolute, you know, who's, yeah. who's less evil or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, like, right. The lesser of two yeah. evils. And the thing with Trump is like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I emphatically on a cellular, cellular level, hate that man as a person, yeah. but as my president, I don't want to see him fail. <laughs> that's well, like, like, that's an, that's a very American <laughs> take. Like if your president fails, your country fails, you fail. You know what, what does I mean? that right? That's that serves me. It doesn't look any good. I never, you know, I I wasn't very political. I certainly wasn't what I would consider democratic or libertarian uh, when Obama was in office. I was I just kind of was a marine and kind of doing my thing. But generally speaking, like a lot of folks in the military tend to be Republican because they they tell us that they look after us better, which right. gen generally speaking is true. Um, but I didn't want Obama to fucking fail. Like that's you know. <laughs> It like, just didn't make it. The economy crashed. He didn't, you know what? And we can put that on the, the headlines and the front page and it doesn't make any fantastic. sense. You know? Like, and I appreciate that you say that because I know, I know you for whatever, you know, I don't know the exact reasons why, but yeah, you don't like Trump. And, the, and I think there's a lot of women in this country that are in the same boat. Like, 
you know, they don't know how to feel about him or they don't like him or whatever. And I, I'm sure there's plenty of men too, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get why people don't like him. It's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't care for him really. Right. And you know, but those are just like trying to compartmentalize those things, like him as a person, him as a president, him as a business, like all of these things coming to play. And, you know, I don't pretend to know as much as I probably should know um, with regards to politics. And that's why I try not to post too much on it because I don't want to carry the responsibility of a conversation. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Totally get that. Um, you know, especially on social media, like I'm happy to like chat or whatever, you know, in day to day conversations, but I don't go out of my way to kind of stir the pot. And uh, I was like, man, like the one time I like wrote something, I was like, God, and then I would look like a jerk if I deleted it. <laughs> so I was like, I guess we'll just wait this out. And then you got you, the, you and the other gentleman were arguing. And I was like, man, I'm about to be like, all right, we're going to squash your military pissing contest and start over. <laughs> I'm going to repost yeah, so, it with no reference. <laughs> so that voter by mail issue is a huge issue for everyone, though. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of confusion on it, which made it so sensitive to people. Um, which even, even for me, like I was slightly, I was looking into it and probably not totally as researched as I should have been. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's, and it's, and like, I vote by mail, like in Utah, you can easily vote by mail and we're a very Republican state. And, you know, for the, for the most part, like you're not going to see too many red states that are all about that. You know, it's usually going to, um, it is very much the, the universal mail-in voting is very much a, a, a more progressive idea. Well, it's a horrible, I mean, at, at least with the systems that we have in place now, I, I mean, I do, I, I am not at all for, for, you know, somebody assuming, you know, to send out ballots for every constituent, you know, hoping that it's the right person at the right address and, you know, they're not actually dead and, you know, stuff like, like, I, I, I totally get that the system is flawed. My, my issue really is with the system you know, but then, like I said to you, like you can be aware of the fact that there needs to be massive reform. Yeah. But you're like, what does that look like? And then, I mean, that in and of itself is overwhelming. You're like, that's. Yeah. Fun. And then, I, then I, like, but I totally get like, it's a, it's an absolute horrible look for Trump to be like, oh, fuck all this mail in voting and then go get his absentee ballot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you know, it's, and, and, it's terrible uh, optics because like, be, again, because a lot of people aren't educated on the topic. Like who the fuck ever thought we would have to educate ourselves on like we always just assumed the mass majority of people who vote could go stand in a line and vote without any sort of interference or any kind of scare or fear. Right. And then, mm -hmm. and then the people who are needed in need of an absentee could just do an absentee, but COVID fucking destroys all of that. And, okay. and we don't have to get in the conversation of whether we should be standing in line or not in Florida. It could be more dangerous than it could be in Texas or New York or wherever. Each state is going to have to grapple with that. Right. Because each state is unique and different. And, um, and I, you know, I mean, I don't know, man, it's like, I see it as a civic duty to vote now. Like when I was in the military, when I was in the military, I stayed away. I think it was in a different situation. Um, you know, now I, I very much want to vote and, you know, I, I'll be honest, like I voted by mail last time, but I didn't know, um, sort of the process and I didn't know, I don't, you don't know, you really don't know if your vote even gets counted. You really don't like when you, when you, right. even, even with the absentee shit, you have no idea. So, I mean, I think uh, like my issue with it wasn't, you know, one versus the other right versus wrong. My whole thing was like, you know, the take not being willing to funding to not being willing to fund USPS. You know, they're already like at their knees. And I'm not saying, um, you know, whatever has gone on with USPS, like that we should just step in, swoop in, fix it, you know, give them whatever they want. Obviously, there's, you know, people have to be accountable. But I'm saying like this 
in this moment. It's the timing of it. Like so people the, will be you, disenfranchised. Have you looked into the USPS thing? Like, what's the deal? Are they going like, are they failing? Are they going bankrupt? So that's a component to this that I haven't totally researched. And I'm just curious, what's the deal? Are they, I mean, I just actually got a breaking news alert before we started recording, like Pelosi's calling the house back in so that they can talk about. Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is like, they're all, I mean, they've been struggling. The USPS has been struggling for years, um, you know, and like I said, people have to be held accountable. I'm not saying dump money into something that's failing, but in this moment, like you have the opportunity to put a bandaid on a problem and yeah, not a good you know, look when an election's going, you know, no, you know what I mean? Like, and, and of course people are going to say, you know, he's trying to, you know, make sure that this population doesn't vote. Like there is a part of me that feels like, you know, he, you know, both sides do that though. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah, another thing is like sure. acknowledging the bad. Like, I'm, I, I, well, now both, I of, both, so there's no, there, there will be like a lack of complicity on both sides. Like, either way, now both sides are going to be able to say, we can litigate this in court. You know, we can take it to court. We have enough to say, like, it was fucked up yeah. either way. And, you know, I think that's what really is happening. There, there, you know, it's going to be a contested election, whether, whether you, you know, one way or the yeah. other, I think it's going to be contested. It's going to be probably, probably closer than people really care to talk about either way. Um, and, and it's, and it's going to allow for people to, um, want to bring raise the issue. You know, this is going to be a shit show, man. I'm telling you right now, this election. Is oh, gonna, I mean, I don't see how it could not be. And, and that's a scary thing because that's like one of the most appropriate things that America does the way that we vote and the way that we elect and to lose the integrity there is going to be catastrophic. It just sends a message across the world, like of how fucked up our country really can be sometimes, you know, that's yeah, a I was just talking to, um, I, I do this really cool thing at work where um, I run, it's called like a conversation program, right? So we take people from all over the world that work for our company and we connect them with somebody in a different region that speaks a different language. And one person, you know, it's to develop conversational um, English skills, right? Yeah. So you have one person, it benefits them because they're getting to develop their ear and you have another person that's getting to develop their conversational English yeah. and you're getting like a totally different perspective, right? So there was one lady that did not have a partner and I was like, well, you know what? I've never actually participated. I've just coordinated everything. So I'll be your partner. And uh, she's in Barcelona. And, um, you know, she was telling me, she was really just excited that she'd come back from paid time off. And she's like, it was like she had Barcelona to herself because nobody's outside. Sorry, she's listening. I'm, I'm thinking of that credit card commercial where the guy's like Barcelona. <laughs> like he's trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Sorry. Yes. I mean, no, it's all right. I make random connections all the time. And, um, you know, I'm talking to her and she's telling me how like, I'm like, you know, from the American perspective, you know, somebody who really hasn't had an opportunity to see the world, you know, I think I've seen Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, um, you know, all, either somewhere close to home or a vacation. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, God, that sounds amazing. Like just to a, you know, be able to visit, you know, somewhere like Barcelona, but to really just get to enjoy it without the touristy, you know, feel to it. That's gotta be really great. And she dead asked, like looked at me, you know, through the computer and was like, Oh no, no, no. She's like, Americans don't know how to listen. We don't want you. <laughs> oh boy. And she goes, and you're in Florida. And I was like, I mean, I, I got nothing. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're, you know, it, you can't, I was like, it, it's, it's so diverse here. I'm like, you really can't, you know, and she was half joking. I was like, but you know, like just for the record, you know, that's not all of us. We're not all yeah. Florida men. Right. 
but you know, it kind of like, it kind of hit differently with me because I'm like, well, I'm like, God, is that how the world really sees all of us? So yeah, sometimes like I, when I traveled with uh, Obama on the security stuff, like, um, specifically I went over to Munich and it was, yeah, like we're pretty arrogant as a people and the way we do things, it's weird. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they all look at us, but they definitely know like, um, we're so we're, Americans are like an invasive species in a way, you know, like, that's what I feel like. Yeah, But I mean, but we're also like, you know, I mean, we're sort of always, or we used to be, um, very pro America, you know, like a lot of us, yeah. like, and we were like America, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, you're going to carry that with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fucking, that's, that's offensive to people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <clears throat> what I've noticed is like, um, I've tried to culture myself as best I can. Um, it's just the positions that I've been in. Like, I feel like if I'm in someone's home country, like I should learn as much as I can about yeah. their place and, and sort of, um, you know, they shouldn't know that I'm there. You know, they should, I should just be sort of gelling. Um, a lot of people don't do that. You know, they just, it's weird. They travel to Spain and want America to be in Spain. It's like, what, why the fuck do you leave? In the why place? would you leave? Yeah. Like, like stay home. Motherfucker, if I'm going to Barcelona, like I want to see some running with the bulls and shit, you know, like I'm trying to get up in that. Like I want to yeah. see that shit. I don't want to see fucking Burger King in Barcelona. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. I, don't, I mean, but for, for a lot of people, like that's how it is, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not faulting them because you know what you know. Right. And, and you, yeah. and your people are only willing to accept like, um, so much openness to something that's different. Like, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, something you got to ease your way into, but like in the military, sometimes like I went from fucking Buffalo, New York, like I went, I went home on leave to like Buffalo, New York, like, you know how it is there. And boom, I was in Okinawa. You know what I mean? Like living in Okinawa, like what, uh, fucking, what uh, a culture shock. Whoa. You know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it forced me um, to be that way. And not everybody has that opportunity and you can't fault them all. But um, I, I love that you at least have the idea, like, you know, that matters. It matters to people too. And when yeah. you're, you're willing to, um, I don't know, sort of just accept that other people live a different way and learn, you know, right. And, and you know, it's just a matter of respect, just, you know, trying not to be disrespectful. And like you said, just kind of be there and like do my thing and not kind of draw attention to myself and, you know, and enjoy it. But apparently, you know, we've, we've got a reputation that oh, precedes oh, us. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's just how it is. You know I mean? we've also projected ourselves all around the world for like decades, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, so it's not like, you know, it's not a rare thing to see like some American dude or gal just cruising the fuck around, you know, where, yeah. where like in other countries, it's like, Oh man, these people don't generally travel here. You know, this is kind of a unique experience. Like it doesn't fly with Americans, you know, it just doesn't like, no. I don't know. It's not, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, I guess like the way that I, I've, kind of like seen it is that we we expect everybody to kind of like bend to us but we don't afford that same respect in return not everybody but i'm saying I, i've seen it a lot totally agree but you know what are you gonna do yeah and i'm not saying i'm perfect either because there's still a lot of like creature comforts and shit that i've always wanted and you know <laughs> whatever fucking shit country i may wind up in or whatever or whatever great country i'm in but yeah yeah it's I don't know. It's crazy. Like, I think like, it's funny. Cause like we, you know, like in Japan, like the American military has been there forever. And like up until like we got there in the forties, like obviously world war two and they didn't start like doing things the way they wanted to do until like the seventies, you know, like that's when 
they used to use the American dollar in Okinawa. Right. And then finally they like went back to the Japanese yen. They used to drive like we drove. And then finally they drove like the rest of Japan. Like, you know, it's like we, you know, we sort of just slowly like gave them back like their stuff. We're like what this, you know, that's a little, yeah, weird. Like, <laughs> a little weird. Hey, you which, can see you again, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think too, because we were so involved, you know, internationally, especially, you know, in policy issues and things like that, primarily it's, what am I trying to say? It's, I don't know. No, I get, I I, like we, we did it to ourselves is what we did. I mean, it's weird almost. And it was like, we had this uh, responsibility. It was the word I'm looking for. Like this responsibility to kind of like, you know, what we're doing is like helping these people, how we think they should be helped and doing what we think they need. And they're like, okay, well, we're actually our own, you know, people. And we, we know what we need. And I think there's an aspect where we don't necessarily want to have the responsibility of, you yeah. know, the mass cultural like push and they also don't want to have it. You know, I think we're kind of in a time where people are trying to reclaim their identities in general. And I saw it it in Iraq. I mean, that's how it was in Iraq. Like, man, like there, that was a confusing times for those folks. Like you can't just go in there and like oust the government that they've had for like decades. Right. Yeah. Where everything was basically easy. Right. Because they didn't want any friction. So you're talking about like a uh, uh, an authoritarian leader who will literally mm-hmm. fucking kill you and wipe you and your whole family off the face just of the earth just to make it easy, just to keep the friction down, right? So everyone yeah. everyone didn't fuck with that. They just went along, you know, and did whatever they had to do. And, and, that, and that doesn't necessarily mean they led like an unpeaceful life. They just didn't necessarily right. lead a free life, right? Right. No, one, no one really knows they're not free until someone tells them and then they give them these ideas. So then we go in there and we fucking house this government. Yeah. And, like, and they, they, people don't realize like how fucking hard it is to be free. And like, you're free. And they're like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I literally had Iraqi policemen, right? I was in Ramadi and I'm talking to this Iraqi cop and I'm like, dude, through an interpreter, I'm like, you guys are the future of this country. Like, I hope you know that. Like, like you have to protect people. And he's like, I miss Saddam. It was easy. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, well, there you and have. I told like, you that massive reform is needed. Like, you know, not that specific images in my mind, but not far off is like, you know, you take away everything that you do know and the systems that are in place. Yeah. And you know, if you're not, you know, right there with whatever you're changing to, or and it's not, you know, like it's not agreed upon already, like it's up in the air. Like, that's scary. Well, there's that. So there's that. I think it was Reagan that said, and, and uh, conservatives use this all the time. Reagan said, like, you're one generation away from. Um, losing freedom and like the the right likes to throw that around I th- but the left i think could too because if if the far far left and the far far right were ever to actually totally control things um there, that's absolutely a concept that's believable um, oh yeah and i think a two-party system is is our one of our biggest detriments and could potentially be you know our downfall this is sort of an idea we've been exploring on the vent here recently at least the boys on the shit show like and I can't find a fucking answer of how or why we're a two-party system. Like, it's, it's literally just because. It's well, not- and I think what messes with people, too, is that it was, you know, you know, Democrats and Republicans, right? And what, Federalists, I think. And Democrats and Republicans actually, like, completely, like, flipped the, the script. Yeah, no, there was a whole flop, like, 
a big, big flop. And like, so, so like conservatives today will be like, well, Democrats are the party of slavery. Well, you got to remember, like at some point there was a swap, you know, but they, yeah. well, then the conservatives would be like, all right, well, when they swapped, they still kept the, the, you know, the, that idea ideology. And I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, um, right. but both, both sides, both sides are complicit in that. Like, Oh, know, yeah. If you want to trace the fucking lineage, which I think is a fascinating thing that's going on in this country right now. Like, uh, like I'm very proud to like trace who I am, where I'm from, like through ancestry and all this shit. But mm-hmm. like, they're, they're like accusing people of like, and this is happening on both sides now. So Kamala Harris, right? She's a descendant of a p- very prolific slave owner that's come out recently. Mitch McConnell. He's another popular one that people like to say, Oh, he was a descendant of slave owners. Like, well, no shit. Like, it was an institution in this country for hundreds of years. Like, yeah, but someone tell me how that's fucking relevant to today. Like the motherfucker doesn't own slaves. He never said owning slaves was okay. She didn't either. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. It's the the pulling it facts. And I, we kind of mentioned this earlier, like people, you know, putting, finding cute little pictures with numbers and percentages and just throwing it up. And it's like, it's totally irrelevant though. Totally. Exactly. Kamala fucking Harris has never owned a slave, never one time in her life. And, and but, more, and also she's not a slave either. You know what I mean? Like, but you pick and choose the facts that fit your narrative. And I think that's like our biggest flaw. Yeah. I mean, everyone, I think sort of does it. I mean, I'll be honest, like on the vent or on um, our Facebook stuff, we do it all the time. Um, and it's, and I believe we're doing it to try to spark conversation. The problem is it's just, you can't even, I mean, I've realized now, like it's hard to even have genuine conversations with people. Um, because no, everyone's just typing to a screen. No one's talking to each other. Well, everybody's a keyboard warrior. Everybody's well, brave. Yeah. And everything. Like when you post things on Facebook, you're still not talking to that person. You're talking to a name that you think you're friends with. Right. But you could be 20 yeah. years removed and not even really know that person anymore. So now you're just talking to a name that you think you remember. Um, yeah. and, and, and there's no consequences either. Like, you know, I can say whatever the fuck I want on Facebook. Like, I'm not going to get punched in the face for it. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no consequences. So, like, no, people get brave when they don't have to be, like, held accountable. Yeah. And there's uh, no actual repercussions. Like, who did people? I connect it? So, like, here's why, here's why I really appreciate social media. I was, I was not, I was so late to the game. So late to the social media stuff because of the nature of my jobs I was doing. It just didn't make sense mm-hmm. to have social media. But like I connected with you after I don't even know how long my cut, my own family, my cousin, like after a decade or more. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we met and we saw each other and our families met in Disney. That's a huge thing that I never probably would have had if I hadn't got on Facebook. Um, I didn't have Facebook in Iraq. I didn't have it after Iraq, but I connected with some dude and I'm not even sure which one it was. And if they're listening, sorry, but um, I connected with one guy and it led me to like 10 of my teammates that I was with in Iraq, like my guys in my squad that you think I would have like total contact with. And I didn't because yeah. we were in Japan. We didn't have numbers. We didn't have any of that. And right. then I reconnected with all my guys. Like, and I'm insanely thankful for that. Um, but all the other shit, like it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of over it. Like, yeah. I mean, you kind of, you know, with, with some exceptions, I mean, obviously like you do it you know, you have, you know, your personal stuff, but then you have a lot of business stuff too. Right. So you are trying to, yeah. you know, spark conversation and do that. But it's like, you know, for, for most people, it's, you know, try to recognize Facebook for what it is, right. Keep in touch, you know, 
find people, whatever, you know, you can put your opinions and thoughts, you know, but people take it, in my opinion, they just, they take it too far. They take it too serious. So I miss the days where we were like, where we used to be annoyed with someone be like, I'm pooping, I'm eating this or I'm eating right. that. I don't see that stuff anymore. I don't see your daily activities anymore. I, like I, I rarely see anyone post those kind of things, which I think is kind of what Facebook was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I got an Asian wife. So like she takes pictures of literally everything she eats. If it even remotely looks good, you know what I mean? She does that. It's a very Asian thing. And she used to post it all the time. I used to laugh. I miss that. Like I miss that. Right. Now it's like, well, she posted about fucking whether we're going to send our kids to fucking school or not in a COVID environment. And now like, you know, if you don't agree with fucking 10 of your mom friends, you're yeah. fucked. You're going to lose all your friends. Like it's stupid. It's just ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, I, I mean, so I've told my guys too, like we have these pages and they're fun and we can, you know, we get to have fun with people and, um, engage sometimes. Um, I would say the, the level of engagement's not where I wish it was. Um, but I'm, I'm getting ready to start a nonprofit. And once we do that, I think, um, um, I might slow some of that down, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not worth the energy because it's not, it's not producing anything. Positive. Well, and you said that yesterday when we were messaging outside of the actual thread, you're like, this is not an educational opportunity. You know, people aren't trying to learn anything. And I was like, you know, it, it, you know that, but then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, you see what's happening and you're like, good God. Like but whatever you know, happens on like one of your posts or one of your threads, you might get one out of however many people, um, like one person out of that whole little group of people might go Google something and try to look it up. Right. Um, yeah. I did. I, I, I read more on the, the mail in thing because you know, I, I had that general idea, but I wasn't like, I'll never claim to be like an authority on anything, but I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't like totally debate someone about it. You know, right. I, had, no. I had a really good idea of what, what the difference was um, and why it's scary, you know, for either side, you know, like, I don't think, I don't think, um, like left people want us just, you know, uh, oh, I say us, but like more right leaning people. Like I believe I'm a libertarian, but I'm sort of right ish. Like you don't want those types carpet bombing fucking ballots out to any old person either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be dangerous for both sides. Uh, I think, I think conservative folks are more scared because of population densities. Right. So, um, because that's when, that's when the left generally tends to, um, do better in elections, we'll say. So, I mean, it goes both ways, though. Um, and I think people fucking forget that. They try to make it like a one-sided issue. Um, no, and I mean, I, I go out of my way when people, if I comment on something else or like, you know, I post something and somebody responds like, you know, somebody, you know, and it it's, goes back to like how I feel, you know, about, you know, Trump as a person and as a president, you know, I try to compartmentalize my stuff like, okay, so this is this, you know, but they have these facts, you know, like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, like right. if they're legit numbers and then I'm like, okay, well, where did you get your, you know, and if people are just putting out ideas, you know, like, I'm not afraid to say like, I don't disagree with you. Like that's, you know, and I, I found myself repeating that yesterday. I'm like, I, I don't disagree. And it's, you know, people like my dad that, you know, I'll put him on blast is that, you know, like he wrote something in response, you know, somebody said, you know, what is the difference between the two? And he just went, you know, he wrote a whole, you know, diatribe and it didn't answer the question. And I was like, that's the stuff that drives me nuts because people <laughs> no, have funny. so much they want to say. And it's like, well, go post it, go, go make a separate post. Because that's what got funny to me. Cause like we're both marks. So like I was getting confused, like, wait a minute. Like, and then I think on one post you even said dad, like dad, that's why I did it. Cause I yeah, wanted I'm like, you. I'm like, who is she talking to? Cause like, 
I, I just responded back very abruptly, like universal period, you know, like that's, that's a word I don't want to hear about anything. Like right, no. when you just say universal, that fucking scares the shit out of me that scare on, on many levels. You know what I mean? On many, many levels. Like I start thinking about all the things that they could universally send out to everyone. I yeah. mean, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not okay. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I understand, like, I, I definitely understand, like, in the COVID environment, why people are really exploring this issue, right? Like, I don't think it'd be a thing. I really don't think it'd be a thing if there wasn't um, this sort of weird... No, I, I, I really don't know the thing, you know, and I try to, you know, remind myself, like, I'm in, you know, a pretty good position as far as, like, you know, my health, the health of my kids and my immediate family. And, you know, we try to, you know, like you said, I hate wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask. Nobody wants to wear a mask. And, you know, but I, I do it, you know, I, I put on my mask, I do my thing, I breathe fine, I come home, I'm, you know, whatever. And I don't know, I just, I, I don't get it. So I don't, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not an anti-masker, but I'm not, a, if I don't have to, I won't. It's just my personal choice, right? Like, right. I'm very much an individual choice type of cat. Like, and, and, I, and I believe that way with voting too. You want to fucking well, stand in line? It should be that line. way. Yeah. You want to stand in line, stand in line. You want to vote by absentee, vote by absentee. You want to, you want to get it by mail, get it by mail. Should it be universal? I mean, I don't think mm. that's a personal choice. If it's just universal, that's someone right. mandating something, you know, but and my thing was just vote. making sure that people have choices. Like that was my whole thing is like, no, I mean, you know, by, you know, like I said, I, I know that there's issues that need to be addressed, whatever, but it just so happens that this issue is happening right now. Yeah. And to suggest, you know, like to suggest that it's not going on in other states, though, that's inaccurate. Like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of states that oh, have been no. I, I mean, for a very long time, you know. So you tell us one of them, which is I think is funny because people because I'm not about the universal aspect of it. People immediately assume that. And I was like, dude, I've, I've, I actually vote by mail, like, you know, but but I had to prove who I am like five or six times in two different institutions to like make sure that I could set that up for myself, you know. See, and can, the flip side of that is being somewhere like Florida, they just mailed it to me. I wasn't planning on voting by mail, but it showed up in my mailbox and I was like, all right, well. Yeah, and and that's what I think some folks, you know, want to know more about wh- how that happened, right? And most people are saying it's not about if you can do it, it's about the how does it happen, right? Yes. That's where people are failing to realize, like, We've not explored the actual process. And we're also talking about the USPS, which we talked about before. And, and yeah. you said it yourself, they failed. They, they, they're not great at getting us our shit. Like, they're just not, <laughs> at least in a timely manner, right? So that's the other thing that people are worried about. Does your vote even actually count, right? Yeah. And, and then how do you monitor what system is in place to monitor that? You know what I mean? We, we don't. That's something I'm I'm more concerned about now. Um, People have sort of tried the process and studied the process and like, and I'm not saying every state, but like, it's not as, you know, I mean, just think, what wouldn't you trust the mail with, you know, like, and and does that equal your vote? Think to ask yourself that question. I think that's the one question we all need to ask ourselves. Like I'm not necessarily going to send like a thousand dollars of cash to someone through the U S mail. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I don't. Well, right. And also it's a government agency. So, right. you know, the level of accountability, you know, when we call and complain about something, like, what are you going to do? Like, I want to talk to your boss. They're like, okay. And they'll just shove it up the line. Like that's just what they do. You know? So you, all I'm trying to say is like, when you vote by mail, like they're not these motherfucking Amazon prime guys that are like running to your door with your package. Boom. Like it ain't <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? Like no. if they had that set up for voting by mail, fucking do right. it. 
fucking do it. Cause they, those people give a shit, right? Like the motherfucking Jimmy John's kid. Who's like running around on a bike or sprinting to your office to give you your sandwich. That dude's dedicated. Like I would trust him with my vote. Yeah. But not, not my, my mailman is a fucking douchebag. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's a fucking <laughs> asshole. I'm just going to, I'm I'm just saying what I'm saying. That's what I've seen. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like it's actually because of my actual mailman that I don't trust where well, I'll probably um, forego voting by mail and go stand in line. If I, if I can legally do that, I'm not even sure if I can, now that I've said before all this shit, like, yeah, I'll vote by mail. I don't know if I can revert that. So I, I got to look into that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I might go fucking brave the line this year and put the mask. I, I applied and I, th- I said this yesterday too, like the terminology was just fantastic. Trying to be that poll worker, huh? That's right. I was like, you know, like, what can I do? You know, I'm not gonna lie, I had to read that twice. I'm like, what is she talking about? And I was like, oh, poll worker, <laughs> got it. I'd come up with a new title for that position, but you know, it was just like one of those things where I'm like, you know, there, you know, instead of sitting here bitching about it, like, what Love can that. I, you know, what can I do to be? Uh, it's not even a solution. What can I do to make it less bad? You know, make no, it. I, get that. I totally. I, I have so much admiration for that. Like, um everyone just complains and very few people are like, well, fuck it. Let me go be a part of the process. Here's a novel idea. Let me right. go, let me go actually volunteer some of my time to understand this better. Right. You know, and I've never seen, you know, in all the year, and I, I consider myself, you know, I'm not a very apathetic person. I feel like I've been, you know, pretty consistent voter. There's primaries that I've missed or whatever, but um, you know, I've never beyond filling in my circles and handing my paper in, you know, like I, I've never seen the other side of it. Yeah. So I was like, it can't hurt Definitely, to know. I, I would imagine very few people have. Um, and I can say that my, my first ever actual vote was by mail. So I've never stood in the line. And that's a that's something I, I would have to do. But I need to go experience that, I think. I think I well, legitimately. There is a part of me, too. that, And, and I know because it's a controversial election that it's, it's going to be, you know, polls will be inundated. But, you know, I have to say I maybe 75% of the time that I voted, it's in and out. It's never been. You've never had to wait? Not really. I think I. You don't live like right in the heart of a city either, though. So I mean, I do though. I live in I live in Fort Myers. I mean, is it big? Is Fort Myers like pretty populated? I guess everywhere in Florida is probably pretty. It's pretty densely populated. Yeah, I mean, it's a. There's a. It's got a huge population, so there's a lot of voting. You know, like there's just a ton of voting precincts, and it's so easy to like screw up. You know where you're thinking you're supposed to go if you don't have the thing that tells you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 always been you know like the you go and you wait you know, but it's not like hours and hours and hours. It's you know a, it's a consistently moving line. You know whatever. It's like Disney Tower of Terror. So you might wait for thirty minutes, you know, but you're not just standing there. You're moving. Yeah. And it's never been out. At my experience, and I mean, I didn't. Move, I moved here when I was maybe twenty one. Twenty one. So. I had maybe four years of voting in New York. I think it was probably a lot more, it was a lot uh, more hectic here than it was at home because we just had such a rural kind of population. It wasn't, you know, like the city of Buffalo is big, but, you know, where most of us grew up, it was, you know, you go to the fire hall, right? Oh, you're going to Nevins Center or you're going to North Evans or whatever, you know, you just, and you saw everybody, you knew everybody that you saw, you know, and it's it is different in that way here so it is it's it's definitely busier but like i said i mean other than the fact that it's a controversial election i mean there's going to be wait times i i just guess my past experience has never 
I guess that's why I'm not afraid to go vote in person. I'm like, I'll be responsible for myself, right? I'll wear my mask. I'll use sanitizer, whatever, you know, just the basic stuff. I'm not like out there trying to like squirt Purell in somebody's face and throw a mask at them. Right. You know, I'm worried about, and I try to tell it to the girls. I'm like, you know, they'll ask me like, well, why isn't she wearing a mask? Or I'm like, you know what? Worry about you, man. Like who cares? She's doing her thing. Let her do her thing. Right. And, uh, you know, so I'm pretty confident that it won't be. Do you don't, do you guys, you guys don't get, is there mass shaming going on in Florida? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah like with, whether you're wearing the mask or you're not wearing it, like fucking cheap or shit like that. I saw people getting doing, I saw like a 65 year old lady and like a fifth, probably like 45, 50 year old man arguing in a Publix because the guy came up the do not enter direction of the aisle. He was going the wrong way down the aisle. Nobody else in the aisle. Like, and I get it. If things were packed, you know, and you're that jerk, you know, that asshole that's going to come up because you don't give a shit about anybody else. You just need to get what you need to get, you know, fine, call it out, whatever. Lady, there's nobody else in the aisle. You're just starting drama for the sake of starting drama. Yeah, it is, like you can't just fucking undo your habits, you know, like people act like it's not like that's how it, it's always been. Dude, I, I'll be halfway down the aisle and then turn around to look like if I'm going the wrong way. Yeah. You just don't think to look at that stuff. You know what I've, you know, what's funny about this whole thing. And I, I peg this, like I used to say this all the time, you know how, um, Walmart's actually changed a lot of the signs on their doors. They have fucking enter and exit signs and no one uses that shit. And it drives me nuts. Like people, people go in the exit door all the fucking time and it drives me crazy. It's like you go to Walmart, it brings out your inner rebel, right? Like, nope, fuck you. I'm going in the outdoor. And, and like, and you expect those same people to fucking follow the lines that you just arbitrarily put on your fucking supermarket floor. Like all of a sudden, like it doesn't happen that way. Like it takes time to develop these habits. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know what the fuck they thought they were just, Oh, some fucking weird doctor that no one knows named Fauci is just going to say, wear a mask. And everyone's going to all of a sudden wear a mask. I'm sorry. It ain't going to happen that way. Like this kind of shit develops over time. And like the optics of it all and the sort of misinformation, um, destroyed the idea that anyone would just like wear a mask for the right reasons, you know? Right. So it's, you know, I don't know. You know, but like, but you, I was actually at Walmart down the street from me and it's one of the, it's, I live in a nice area, but for that Walmart is, it's terrible. And, you know, this was kind of at the height of everything. And I think I was going for like necessities, like shampoo, conditioner. That was like the aisle I was waiting at. And there was like a guy and his family, you know, I like, I stood off to the side, let them, you know, do their thing. I wasn't, huffing and puffing or losing my mind. I was trying to be polite, you know, and he got the guy actually like looked at me. He's like, you can come down the aisle. I'm like, okay. You know, like I was just trying to give you all your space, you know, like even when you try to do something nice, it's like that you must have an ulterior motive. You must, you know, it's, there's such an egocentric thought process with most people. It drives me nuts. So these aren't hills I'm willing to die on, right? Like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm an anti-masker, but, um, like I'll put the motherfucker on. Like I'm not gonna like deprive my daughter of like some event she wants because I won't wear a fucking mask. You know, I think it's right. ridiculous. Like, because you're not. I mean, what are you proving to your daughter not, that you yeah. didn't care enough to make the effort to do it? Like, no. Like I'll throw the mask on if you're. If that makes this makes you happy and this is what you want to do, we'll make it happen, right? Like I don't feel like my civil liberties are being attacked. Like I think it's a little weird. Um, you know, healthy people shouldn't be wearing masks. That's just my opinion. Um. You know, and, and obviously, again, we'll go back to Okinawa. I spent a long time in Japan, and they're they're very much masked people. They wear masks all the time. It's part of their culture, but they don't feel good, right? So, so they're generally sick when they put a mask on. It's not for fear of others; it's for right. fear of getting other people sick because you don't feel good. But even if you if you go dig and play on the CDC website, it says healthy people shouldn't be wearing masks. 
You just yeah. there's no need for it. So I mean, it's a it's a weird thing. But like I said, I'm not gonna fucking like to. I'm not gonna like. Nope, child, you're not doing this today because they're making me wear a mask. That's not my thing. I'm not gonna do that. No, uh, because it's not proving anything. It's not. You're not accomplishing anything. You know, I'm not gonna like skip this store and go to the other store because they won't make me wear a mask. You know, I don't go out of my way to avoid it or any of that. But um, and then like we were in Vegas and we had to wear a mask literally everywhere. You know, like even outside, which I thought was strange, but. Um, you know, a little, little weird walking down the Vegas strip at 105 degrees. Oh God. Face like that's, that's, that sucked. I'm just going to, I'm going to put it out there. That sucked. I can't imagine that it wouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that wasn't fun, but, uh, you know, we did, we complied as best we could and we got through it. You know, it's fucking is what it is, man. Like, yeah. And that, and I think that's, you know, that's pretty much how we are about it too. You know, we we're, you know, with mask shaming and everything that's going on, like, you know, I wear a mask because, you know, like that's my choice. And, you know, if I walk into a store and they want me to wear a mask, I'm going to have a mask on and I'm not going to belittle the guy behind the counter that doesn't make the policies and tell him he's an asshole. And okay. it, like those people don't even care. Right. Those people are like, this isn't, I'm just here. I get paid and yeah, so like you I don't get paid enough to answer whatever question you're asking me about this right now. Just wear the mask and go. It's cool that you brought that up because like Utah is a pretty basically uh, not going to wear a mask type of state. Like there's no like statewide mandate or any of that shit. Um, but like your big stores, your Walmarts, and then we have grocery stores here called Smith's, but they're Kroger's. They're actually part of Kroger. So like, mm-hmm. um, they've all mandated, like, it doesn't matter what state nationally, you're going to wear masks in our stores. So like, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's all up to wherever you're at, you know? Well, and I think that part too, from a corporate perspective, <laughs> somebody who sees the policies coming and going, it's, Nobody wants to deal with 50 different policies. Yeah, you, you have 50 different states. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be the Walmart that has like a rash of COVID incidents like pop up in your fucking Walmart. You know, that's because you know they will. They're going to trace it back to you. And like that was another thing. Like, you know, so we're sending the girls to daycare. Like, I got to, we got to make money, man. Like, we're doing what we can. And, you know, we're sending them there. We're trying to be responsible. We're not taking them out going crazy. And, you know, like they, the girls don't have to wear masks at school, but, you know, people were, you know, people look at us like, oh, you're sending the kids to daycare. And I'm like, you know, like they're getting social interaction. They're getting all the things that they need. And then, you know, of course, so I'm like defending myself, which I shouldn't have to, you know, I don't know why I felt compelled to do that. But then of course we get the call. That's like, oh, Chelsea has to quarantine for two weeks because her teacher tested, you know, positive for COVID. But you know what? Like, two things. She never tested positive for COVID. We found out later that she tested positive for the antibodies. So the quarantine was completely unnecessary. Yeah. And they didn't follow the health department called us like eight days later. Yeah. What is that going to do? Nothing. Like, exactly. Yeah. A lot of this has been crazy. And like, to be honest, like all those things you mentioned, the social interaction and being around kids and being at school, all those things fucking matter. Those oh, for sure. Matter. That's super important to kids. Like, like, and, and I love my kids, but even more so for me, to be able to be, to maintain my sanity, like they got to go, like you guys got to go be kids, go do your thing. I'll see you when I get you. Are your kids immunocompromised at all? No. So they're, they're not at risk. That's the other thing no one's talking about. Like, why is no one talking about this stuff? Like, well, see, but then you see like the, and, and and I haven't again done the, you know, the research that I probably should to, to speak on it, but then you see the stuff that talks about like, you know, 
organ inflammation and all these other things that are happening that, you know, aren't necessarily the the things that you see with traditional, you know, they're not traditional COVID symptoms, but in kids they're, you know, it's presenting differently. So then, you know, that is in the back of my mind. Like, I don't want my kid to have a, you know, whatever heart condition and it's also, you know, it's also it's super, easy to run with that stuff. Yeah, it is. You can run that however you want, but it's also super rare. You know, like the, these, one-off cases get a lot of attention because it's such a hypersensitive topic. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when we came home from Florida after seeing you guys, I think I had COVID like, I can't say for sure. Uh, I need to go see if I can get her the antibody test, but she was sick. Right. Fuck sickest I've ever seen her. Um, you know, we had been all over the place. Right. So we went to, um, you know, we had gone into uh, the Philippines. We, I went to Hawaii and I know for a fact they were talking about COVID and we were on a plane with people who were exposed to it. Uh, then we came to Disneyland and like, I think you guys shut down like a couple days after we left. You know what I mean? Like Florida went fucking popping like crazy. So we were there. And it was crazy because like when you guys were there, it wasn't like, we knew that COVID was a thing, but but it wasn't like a, a thing here. You and know? also the symptoms, I think the, the first Florida death was reported like when we got home. And the, uh, the, uh, the symptoms didn't match at the time what Kaya had and that they, they hadn't like, you know, she just, it seemed like she had a really nasty sort of stomach virus. Wasn't running a temp or any of that stuff. And then yeah. her appetite was fucked and, and I'm not a hundred percent sure where she was at with the sense of taste and smell, but they weren't even talking about that shit yet. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I got to go, hopefully we'll get her tested for antibodies, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's the sickest I've ever seen her, but she got through it, you know? And, and yeah. typically the other kids, like they all kind of got a little sick and they all were fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, as a parent, you know, you try to, you know, do the right things and, you know, do what you think is right. And then you're questioning yourself and it, you know, something like, you know, COVID happens and you feel like you're under a microscope. That's, I mean, I don't, I haven't been hardly posting, you know, like anything about the, like, we don't post anytime we go out or do anything just because I don't feel like having to have the conversation. I mean, we're responsible, like I said, and we're not going crazy, but we got to get out of the house and do stuff. Right. And still live. It's and when, It's unfair when people question you. Um, because you want your child to have some semblance of normality. Normalcy, want, right. want them to be fucking, I don't want my kids to be raised in, in a fear environment. Like, you know, like, I mean, the thing is like, okay, we have COVID-19 this year. Uh, next year we're going to have something and the year after that and the year after that. We've always had these things like floating around us, you know, and like yeah. we've never really made a big deal out of it before. Um, you know, fuck, we have, you know, we have the flu and you go get a flu shot. And like, you, you probably still get sick sometimes, you know, and, and people die of the shit anyways. And we have a shop for it. It's like, I don't understand exactly where all this came from, but you know, I, I certainly don't like people looking at me sideways because we think it's important. Our kids go to fucking school. You know, right. <laughs> that's a little weird. I know. Like, I'm like, my kids are, my, my kids are not at risk. Like, um, some kids might be, you know? Like if your kid, if your kid had like fucking Hodgkin's lymphoma or some shit in their life, like probably don't want to send that kid to school. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you're taking and, risk under normal conditions, sending that child to school because they're immunocompromised, generally speaking. Right. Um, yeah, and it's really the t- and I, I get where the teachers are nervous though for sure because you got, oh, right. got that's a lot of exposure. That's you know, a and you know the, a ton of kids coming in that are probably asymptomatic if they are carrying it, and then you're the one that's actually taking the risk. I get that, yeah. totally get that, um, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I, I, I can just say like when I, when I got down to it, I was like, would it be better for them to stay home 
and just thought about my own sanity as a mom trying to work full time class fall classes are about to start for me on the 31st i didn't i ended up dropping a class i was going to take one summer course and i was like you know let me just deal with this stuff and try to see if everything levels out but you know like it's it's a lot you know like to have the kids here and even chelsea was they were both quarantined for 2 weeks and you know, we took it serious and we did the right, you know, we tried to do the right thing and we didn't have contact with anybody. Like you go crazy, you go stir crazy. And, you know, like I have generalized anxiety disorder in general and 99, 90% of the time I cope fine, Yeah. but you know, like it doesn't take much to kind of like push me to the point of tears, you know, and I don't want the kids to see me like that. And I don't want to be like that. You know, like I don't, for us, it just, we're, they're healthy and, we're trying to do it yeah, the right way, but you still question uh, yourself. Something we talked about early on, um, me and the guys, like um, I immediately recognized the mental health issues that this was going to cause for people, especially because most of what we do, we target veterans and what I do. And like, you know, people were bashing the guys that were going to home Depot. I'm like, yo, that veteran needs that fucking shit at home Depot because that project's going to keep them from like going back to alcohol or going back to drugs, you know, like, Right. He needs to have that, you know, he or she needs to have that like project. You know what I mean? Like stop shaming them for being willing to um, protect themselves through a project. You know, people don't understand that. And then, and then like there, there are people that are anxious that are at home. They're anxious any fucking way. And now you're throwing this weird, um, you know, this sort of very austere, like sickness, like it's this invisible thing. Yeah. Freaks people out, man. What the fuck do you expect? Like, yeah, it's it, the, the mental health aspects of this. I think we, we may never completely understand like the effects. Suicide, oh, I, rate, I can tell you. suicide rates will be up. I mean, um, d- uh, divorces are going to be up. Domestic violence is going to be up. Um, all that shit is going to be through the roof. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tough situation and, you know, we're trying to like take that into consideration. I read this thing when I was in college and it was, um, I want. I don't think it was an essay. I want to say that it was actually, um, like a valedictorian speech or something like along those lines. I can't remember, um, but it was called Capital T Truth, and it really like just kind of broke down, like you know, in layman's terms, like you don't know what somebody else is going through, right? The guy that just yeah. cut you off could have his kid in the car choking, yeah. you know, and you just automatically assume because you have such that that egocentric thought process that it has something to do with you. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with you. My decisions have nothing to do with you. Like I'm taking, be grateful that I'm taking you into consideration and I have a sense of community and I'm trying to like, you know, what's being asked of me. But you know, in the end, like you don't know why I'm making the decisions I'm making, you know, and I try to, I fall away from that. And like, I'll get into like these periods where, you know, it's just so easy to think like, you know, somebody cut you off because they're a jerk or somebody was short with you because they're just a rude person in general. And it's like, you just, you don't know what other people have going on. And I think it's, it's just really easy to forget that. And it's hard to train yourself to see it from the other side consistently. No, like that woman on the phone who just cut you off could be calling the cops because her husband just beat the fucking living brakes out yeah. of her. You know, and, and, and you're just mad that she cut you off. I get, it. I totally get it. You know, and I'm not saying that's every time, but it could be that one time. Like, yeah, know, sometimes it's a little more obvious than others, but you're right. Like, you, ne- you, you know, it's know. easier on me after the fact. Like if you think about how work, how easily you can get worked up, you know, about something so dumb. Right. And then, you know, you just try to make this one change and see it, but you know, it's, it just takes so much less energy to look past it and 
than it does to make the assumption that it has something to do with you, internalize it, and then get mad about it and carry it with you. Yeah. Coincidentally, that's also a really great way to be a fugitive and remain one. Like if if you listen to like some of the some of the guys who like ran from the feds and shit for like decades, they're like, like you know how they always say like these people would get freak out because a cop came by. Ask yourself, what does that cop have to do with me? Nine out of ten times, it has absolutely fucking nothing to do with you, right? And that's how they stay sane while they're running. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. So just pretend like you're running from the cops and just fucking don't worry about what you're doing. You'll be great. You know, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's, you're right, though. I mean, you just fucking never know. You never know. Um, and I, I learned that um, just through being around veterans, you know. Some of the shit that you hear about people's backgrounds or what they'll tell you. Hold on, let me get my puppy needs to be let out. <laughs> yeah, you just, you never know. You don't know what people are going through. It's crazy. Like, yeah, and I didn't, I wasn't raised like that. You know, like like my mom and my grandma, like we're just, we're a mouthy bunch, man. Like yeah. that we're opinionated and, you know, got something to say about everything. And it's, you know, like you said, like breaking cycles, you know, and breaking habits and just breaking things that you think are normal and they're not, you know, trying to, you know, like I don't ever even try to say, you know, like I'm perfect or the best at anything in general, but you know, it's, it's so easy to just, judge other people. And I think that was something that was kind of like I was raised with, you know, like yeah. we would we'd talk shit about everybody, even family, you know, we, we always knew what was going on. And, you know, like I'll, you know, my sister, you know, sisters, you know, look at the stuff that they're doing. And I'm like, God, I love you, but you know, you're an asshole or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, getting to this point and having kids, I'm like, man, you know, like, I don't want to have those conversations. I don't, those don't, I don't want those to be the conversations I have with my kids. And I don't know. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't have, I don't, I personally don't have the mental energy to keep, you know, to keep doing that. So I've, I've, I not perfect, but consciously trying to find the times that I'm doing that shit and not do it. Yeah. I was fortunate. Like when I joined the military and like became a leader, like I had people that I was responsible for at that point, that's when I really started to, um, like, you know, you hold people accountable in the military, but it's, it's okay to ask why, why were you late? You know, and then, oh my god! You know what I mean, and then you find out like there could be a myriad of fucking problems that that person's having. You know, and yes. Well, I was actually up all night because, um, you know, back home in Oklahoma or whatever, my mom, you know, found out she had breast cancer. Like, are you telling me you're not going to be sympathetic to that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, come you're on, still a human, right? Still a fucking human being. Like Marines, you know, specifically in the Marines, like we expected everybody to be fucking Superman. It's like, no, dude, like. Every now and again, like the cape's got to come off. Like the kid's got to deal with this shit. Cody, one of my guys that's on here all the time, like he had a family incident and I caught him sleeping one time. And like I held him accountable for it. And like we, we fucking chewed him out and shit and like, you know, made him feel like an idiot. But we got to the bottom of why he was so tired. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Otherwise, like, what, what did you, what do you gain? You know? Right. Now you have somebody that's already stressed out, you know, like not in a good headspace. And, you pile that on top. That's just like this, this yeah. fucked up cycle that we just keep perpetuating. We seem to be okay with. And my, my thing is like, you know how like, it's very, uh, it's a very trivial thing in our society to be like, Hey, good morning. How are you? And like have zero intention to follow up on that. You know what I mean? Like, I, like what do you ever ask that with the expectation that there'll be an answer? Exactly. That's my point. And like, when, what do you do? Ask yourself, I wish hopefully everyone is listening. What do you do? When you, do, when you get an answer you weren't prepared for, 
you know? Well, actually, Bob, my fucking wife beat me, put a gun in my face, and, like, fucking it's going to leave me. Right. Whoa, that's a lot to unpack. Like, what are you going to do with that, you know? You weren't ready for that. But now, you, because you asked someone, hey, how are you, you know, you've just uh, inserted yourself into that fucking problem. You right. Know? And, like, what are you just going to be the fucking schmuck that says, ah, fuck it, you know? Oh, well. Yeah. I don't feel like you can be that guy. You know, I, I feel like... um a lot of these like weird workplace violence issues and stuff like that's a thing people say well i never felt like anyone cared about me and i wholeheartedly believe that when you greet someone you better mean it you know just mean it and i'm not saying right. ignore people but mean it be prepared to respond yeah like take the fucking time out you know and mean it like if you say good morning how are you that needs to be a real question that you're fully prepared to answer and, and help out right or just leave it at good morning yeah exactly if you're not, if your your shit ain't right, and you're not prepared to help someone else out, you know, be careful with the language that you use. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Like, uh, it, 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 I think a lot of people everyone does it. Everyone does it. Self aware. Yeah, for sure. You know? Everyone does it. Everyone could be better, though. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think we've um, we've lost. Um, well, you grew up. Like you said, we trivialized it. It's yeah. not. Well, we've also grown up in Buffalo too. Like, and, and like, I, I've actually, I've talked about this a lot. Like I actually found it very difficult when I joined the military to like render the proper greetings of the day, to say good morning to people and to say good afternoon. That was a, such a foreign thing to me. When people would say that shit to me in Buffalo, like you would take it as a slight almost like, what the, right. like, what, what, why, why are you, what the fuck are you being so polite for? There's gotta be right. some other thing, right? Like it was awkward. Like, cause we were, we did somebody die. Are yeah, you like, trying to break it to me gently? Like generally speaking, we weren't nice and polite with each other that way. Right. It just how a lot yeah, of, right. It did. It, there were times like, you know, it would probably come off as, as odd, right? Like, yeah, like, and you would go back and tell your family, like they were oddly like nice to me. Like did, but I mean, that's sort of the, it's sort of the New York kind of way, I guess the Buffalo way. Like you're not, you're not gonna, you don't, not everyone goes out of their way to be super polite and nice. And and when they do, you wonder like, is there some kind of weird shit going on with that? Like, you know, which in and of itself is fucked up. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's a weird, just take it for what it was. It's a weird, like sort of state to be in for sure. And, and I think that's one of the things like why I, I think I take it so personally, like it matters, man. Especially in, in my experience, like with veterans, it, it absolutely matters. Um, you just, you gotta, you gotta be willing to help them unpack, you know, me included, like unpack whatever issue they bring, you know, um, if we yeah. can do that, I think we could make a better, uh, a better circumstance for people, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird that it's even a thing we have to talk about, but I, I right. genuinely believe um, how we've, how we initiate contact with people. We've totally trivialized it. You know? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, 99% of the time it's, you're really just trying to be nice, right? You don't even want to. There's tests you can do. There's totally tests you can do. We used to fuck with people all the time on the phone in the military. <laughs> so we'd call like our PFCs, right? Like our new guys. We'd talk to them and we'd fuck with them for a couple of minutes or whatever, talk to them, make sure they're good, like over the phone. They'd be like, all right, man, I love you. And they'd be like, love you too, bye. <laughs> they just say it. You know what I mean? People just say shit, right? They say shit and they're like, oh, fuck, you got me. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you mean I got you? You know, like are you just saying, do you just always say that to people? Do you just immediately respond? You don't, or like, um, or just like, like you said, like, Hey, how are you? A lot of times they're like, yeah, I'm good. You too. Like, you know, or like, or when you say thank you and people will be like, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You know, 
they answer for you sometimes. Like it's just, we're just automated responses. Yeah. You don't mean a lot of the shit that we say, like, like mean what you say, you know? That's something I think I would say as an adult that I struggle with the most. I talk too much in general, always have. And there have been times where I'm like, God, I really didn't need to share all that information, you know, like that. And, and I don't know why, you know, you feel the urge to fill silence with words, but I am totally the person that does that. Like in an awkward situation, like yeah. we will be at a funeral and I will say like, and I don't know why I do this. And I try to catch myself, you know, in uncomfortable situations, I just make inappropriate jokes because I feel like the, the silence is suffocating mm -hmm. and like something has to be said. And it's like, you know, especially in those times, like nothing really does need to be said. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think that's a coping thing. People cope differently. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, but it's just I, one of those things where I'm not valuing the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like because I'm not putting any value on that, most other people probably don't like, Oh, that's Stephanie. She talks a lot. It's weird like that in the military too. Like we're totally vulgar as fuck and like inappropriate times. And that's just how we are. <laughs> like, uh, dark humor for us is like the thing for us, you know? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I mean, uh, like you said, like you can't, you can't expect everyone to be great at it all the time. I'm just saying like, yeah. in this world, like now, Make an effort. yeah. So like in this world now though, with everything that we've got going on, like we need to mean what we say, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I think that would, uh, that's a good start for, um, I think social media and all these things are really great tools, um, but they've definitely degraded like some of the meaningful fabric of society. And I think we need to get back to that. Like, um, I don't know. I, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you'll have people that'll argue that, you know, and, and, and it, it does give a platform to, you know, people that didn't have a voice before and, you know, they can put stuff out there and it links people together. There are so many great things about it, but it's what you do with it. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, without Facebook, the world wouldn't have known about George Floyd, at least not right. in the context that we do now, you know, and I don't think anyone disagrees, like, how that situation was handled. Like, yeah, I get he was a criminal and a felon and all that stuff, but he was still handled completely inappropriately. It was disgusting. Right. right. He didn't deserve to be treated the way that he was treated. Recovery. But again, it was a platform. Right. And it, and it came out and now we understand, you know, we, or at least we have a better understanding of what it was. But, um, you know, that whole thing, that shit's been hijacked, too. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a litany of fucking weird shit, like. Well, because it's not like it used to be like they call the media like the fourth estate, right? That's the, the media's role was to hold, you know, people accountable. Yeah. And when you give somebody access to a platform like that, like they're effectively a form of media. They're disseminating information. And, you know, in, in their own way, in their mind, they think that they're holding somebody accountable or, you know, doing something. And it's like it does contribute to a lot of, you know, negativity and, you know, it does fuck with, you know, the, the fabric of society because it's just a whole nother way of, you know, communicating and getting information because most people, you know, now getting their information from Facebook and you're like, why? So, I mean, it, it was, it was once a proud thing to be an unbiased journalist and both sides are no longer unbiased. I mean, there's, that doesn't exist anymore. And I think civil journalism through social media has changed a lot of that. Oh, know? and I mean, right. I'm a, uh, I'm going for my bachelor of science in telecommunications at UF. And I mean, they pound it into your head over and over and over that you are, you know, you're supposed to be unbiased and they have, you know, journalists have, you know, these codes of conduct that they, you know, are supposed to be adhering to in these independent agencies that will call, you know, but it's like that, that when have you ever heard of that happening? They don't follow that shit anymore. Gold balls. They don't. 
Go balls. And it, <laughs> go balls. You're, you're absolutely right. It's you know, and then you so now you have all these people that are just putting bullshit out there that you know. I mean, it, it, it's meaningful to them on some level, but you know, it, it does degrade things. Well, civil civil journalism, I think, matters because there's uh, very pointed moments that can be captured um, that mainstream media on either side can't do. You and know, and can't be there at that moment, and that matters, but it can get fucking twisted so fast, you know. And and like I said, I am by far not a Trump supporter, but as a you know as as a, and I don't want to be a journalist. I'm not trying to be a journalist. I'm trying to do corporate communication, but as somebody in this program, you know, thinking that we're supposed to be held to these standards, and then hearing a journalist ask the president, "How do you feel about the lies that you've told for the last three and a half years?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like what? Pretty awkward fucking question, yeah. And what is it doing? What is it accomplishing? What are you are you just trying to be the badass that called out the president and he, you know, like you're gonna get your 15 minutes of fame because you're not like a I don't know, a well-known journalist or whatever, but just like stuff like that kind of drives me nuts because it's I, I try to function with a purpose, you know? Well they did the just, gotcha, they did the gotcha questions and shit with Obama too. I mean, anyone who's in a high political office, people are gonna yeah. ask gotcha questions. Yeah, it was like that, um, the Asian journalist that fucking yanked their mask off. Why are you saying that to me? You know, he said it's a, a, the China virus, right? Right. He probably didn't need to do that. I, I, I think it was, it's funny to me. Like I can laugh about it, but it's a, a horrible take for like the leader of the free world to say that shit. But right. the, this journalist, she's Asian. Um, she's like, why do you call it the China virus? And he just very matter of factly was like, cause it came from China. And like in, in, in some world, that's a fair take. I don't know that the leader of the free world should say that. But it's true. Right. It's not a lie. It's true. And she yanked her mask off. Why do you say that to me? Like, what? What? Because I'm fucking Asian. You know, she was implying that because she's Asian, he was saying that. It's like, come on, man. Not really. Like, you're not going to catch him in that. And and that's where they've, you know, it's it's weird. But they did that to Obama, too. Everyone. Even though. Well, and that's what I'm saying, though. But like these, you know, these. So you have somebody that's trained and educated. This is their, their livelihood and their career. Yeah. And they do that. So imagine what, you know, Joe Blow is putting on Facebook and, you know, preaching to, you know, his, you know, friends and family and other people that have a like-minded, you know, opinion of things. And well, they've, they've done it to Biden too. And I know that he's written some awkward legislation that's sort of racially divisive and that's yeah. real. But also there's a lot of sound bites that you can very easily nip a tuck here and nip and tuck here. And it sounds like he's oh, the most sure. racist motherfucker on the planet. And like, yeah. does he say these words? Yeah, he says these words. But do you know that, do, do we know, are they his words? Or is he reading? What was the context? Quote? Exactly. Was he reading someone's quote? And if you look back, like he said, like, um, you know, it's better for the Negro or some shit, some weird. And it, it sounds awful when that's all. Oh, what was hear. the one that was like, if, if, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. That's something he actually said. And I was, no, I know. I'm just saying like, you know, then you have moments like that. Right. So like as the leader, you're like, well, maybe it was plausible that he said, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it fucking it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like, there are definitely some things that he said that have totally been misquoted and taken out of context. Same with Trump and same with fucking. Oh yeah. And it's going to happen. I mean, and all these people, like it's so, so easy. Um, to nip and tuck little bits and pieces just to fit whatever you're writing. It's super easy to do that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just encourage when you hear a soundbite, if people can go back and watch the full length video, like it's sad that we have to say that, but that's what you have to do. You right. have to go back. Like if, if you're going to tap yourself into these situations, you have to go back and you have to look at the whole thing. 
Otherwise, you're, we're gonna sadly, get... most people won't. No, they just, just want to hear what they want to hear and run with it. And they don't, I mean, if they do it, you know, it's not just, you know, sound bites. It's like I said, like statistics, it's whatever they just take the information and use it. However it works for them. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. And then it leads to a lot of, a lot more division and a whole lot of misinformation, you know? So, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be a journalist. I am going to be a corporate zombie sending out emails. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. Christian hates, he is like, he's, got his own business and he does real estate and you know, he makes his own schedule. He does his own thing. And he's like, I do not know how you can watch the clock all day. And I'm like, I don't like, I'm just one of those people that, you know, something in me, I like to know what time I need to be there, what is expected of me. And then I will always go above and beyond to do. I'm just, I'm a, I'm an overachiever. I'm a, I'm not a B student. I, you know, if I don't have an A, you know, and it's like that with work and it carries over to home. Like my house has to be immaculate. You should see me freaking out over that bed. I was like, I thought you said there wasn't going to be video. Now I got to make the bed. And <laughs> 90% of the time I do make the bed, but I usually don't on the weekends. Like I get up in the morning and that's just my, my thing is like, I make, you know, I have my thing. And <sighs> have you ever listened to, uh, do you know who uh, General McRaven is or Admiral McRaven? Mm-mm. So he was the Navy. He was the top Navy SEAL during the Obama raid. So his, oh. uh, I'm going to send it to you. His, um, or uh, Bin Laden. I'm, I said Obama. Bin Laden. I'm sorry. Um, he was the top Navy SEAL during that raid, and uh, his retirement speech is fucking epic. You would think like someone like that would have like these incredible things to say, and he did. Um, but he was like, start every day by making your bed. And then I'm it, telling you, man, like, I like I got shit together. Exactly. That's your first win, right? And it's super, super important to get your first win. And I, I would tell you, like, there's a time where Lori and I would almost, like, overcompete to see who could get to the bed first to make it. And then <laughs> now it's now because we've gone fucking five months of this whole COVID thing, we like, hey, let's make the bed together. You know, whatever. But it's your first chance to win, man. You know, like, yeah. it's your first chance in a day to win. And it's super important. Um, and like I said, you know, we go back to mental health and like all of this stuff, like routines that people are so used to having, you know, like for somebody like me, like that fucked me right up, you know, like, but flip side, you know, try to, I heard my boss, actually, my boss Lisa said, you're going to fuck up your kids. You just got to decide how you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, it's probably not wrong. Yeah. And you know, like, so I have to, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I'm, you know, I'm an anal retentive person. Everything has a place and things aren't in their place, you know, like I start to melt down. It's just, it's in me, you know, working on it. But, you know, then I look at, you know, Chelsea and I have my proud mom moment where I'm like going in there to, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, be like, brush your teeth. And she's like, I just got to finish making my bed. She's four. Yeah. You know, and Kayla wants to do what Chelsea's doing. Kayla's too. So she's in there trying to make her bed. I mean, it looks, you know, from like a OCD perspective and I do actually have clinically diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder drives me crazy right but then i have to stop myself and be like okay this is a good thing this is progress like they're they're making an effort and you know trying to you know instill the a lesser version of my crazy to them so that they can be little you know good humans and do the things they're supposed to do but it's hard man kids are brutal dude yeah but if i mean i'm gonna go back to the making the bed thing it fucking feels good and like i hope that my kids see that me and Lori like every day like we get up and we fucking make our bed and then we start our day, you know? Yeah. Like, and you know, we're getting That's back. That's really right. It is. It's, so it's your first Kaya, one. Kaya starts school tomorrow. So it's like, 
you know, here she goes, you know, like get your ass up, make your fucking bed, clean your room and let's yeah. get, let's go crush the day, you know? And it matters. Like, I, and if you can have those things, like you have that routine in place, you know what I mean? So when shit like this goes crazy, you know, and you're home for five months, but then they're going back, like that's going to be a little less of a transition for her because, you know, she's, you know, getting, these things are still expected of her no matter what's going on around. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to have some, you know, that's my sense of normalcy and that's what I'm trying to give to the girls, you know? So yeah, wake up, make your bed. I make my bed and you know, it, it's just, it's our routine of things. And I'm trying to keep it as much as possible. You know, we're not going, I'm not going back to the office till at least January. And then I don't even know. Yeah. They didn't, um, we had to go pick every employee had to go pick up their stuff. We, um, we did it on like a rotating basis. So you can only have so many people in a time window in the building. Yeah. It's going to be like a hotel situation. You have to rent a desk. You no longer have an assigned desk. Well, do you know what that does to somebody like me? Oh, I'm sure it fucks with you. Yeah. I was actually earlier, I'm going to release our shit show tomorrow, but I was saying like, I think that's going to be the new normal for a lot of people. Like think of these businesses that have been successful with all their people at home. Why the fuck would you pay for like a 20,000 square foot office space? Cut your overhead and call it a day. Exactly. Your overhead is astronomical. Why the fuck? Why would you bother? Why would you do that? And I work for a research and advisory company. We literally get paid to tell companies like Amazon is a client. Yeah, all you need is a couple a couple key office spaces and a briefing room because like right. you're still going to have like there's still some things that need to be conveyed from person to person like right. that'll, never, that'll never go away and if it does like I, I, that's sad but that's uh, sad. you know um, you don't need to have fucking all these assigned desks and all this shit let let your people work the majority of their shit from home um, especially like other than like there's obviously like production type. Um, places where that's why but like when you can when you're when you're going to an office to generally just be on your computer and converse through email and work things out through excel and all that stuff you don't need to do that in a a super expensive office building you know Mm -hmm. no you don't don't need to do that Um, there i mean there's no reason there is nothing that i can't do from where i'm sitting right now other than maybe make 500 copies of something kill a couple trees i don't know right but it's really, it, it, I, I don't understand if companies do go back to what we've been doing for so long, it's, it's not going to make any sense to me at all. And like I said, I'm kind of reading what, gar- what my company is putting out there because I want to see like what, where our thought process is. But then again, you know, sometimes you work for somebody that doesn't take their own advice. So it, it's hard to tell them. Like, also, what I think was scary for a lot of businesses, they were worried that the infrastructure couldn't handle it. And I think, I think uh, they've proven that it can, you know, um, every, oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to say there was initial lag, I think with the internet and some of that stuff, I think everybody probably experienced that a little bit, or at least anytime there was a little hiccup, they probably blamed it on that. But I, I, I've not noticed anything substantial, you know, um, honestly, God, the only difference that I've noticed, and I think probably a little over 450 people re- like roll up to my boss. So she has these like quarterly town hall meetings and everybody's expected to attend. And they used to be like where you would have it, like we would have a large group in Fort, but everybody in Fort Myers would be on site. Everybody in Stamford would be on site, you know, and then you would have people dialing. And now we have everybody calling in and we had to change the format. So there's no video, everything else. It works fine. It works absolutely fine. And no, you can make it work. I mean, and there's, there's so many resources, you know, we've already had people that worked off site. It just wasn't in mass. Right. And 
you know, now those people are stepping up like, well, this is how I do it. And you just, you adapt, you learn how to function. I, I don't know. I am eager to see what it looks like come the new year. Cause I think that's kind of the time window everybody's giving themselves. Shout out to my guy, Robbie Horn. He gave us a acronym. It's called BITFO. Figure it the fuck out. We love that. We love I like it. it. I like it. No, dude, Lori has like totally adopted it. Like she just flat out told my son earlier, like BITFO. And he's like, what? <laughs> and, and like, I, I chime in, figure it the fuck out. And like, and they do, you know, like, I think we've coddled a lot of people, man. Like, figure it oh, the yeah. out, man. Like, figure it out, dude. Like, you know, you're going to be better for it in the end, you know? Like, and I think I said this to you before, it's what drives me, you know, I, I always, anytime I have an issue with something, like, I try not to just bitch about it. I try to be like, hey, listen, like, this is what happened. It's not working for me. Like, this is what I think would work better type of thing. And I think a lot of people don't care to even, they just want to bitch. They don't want to have the responsibility of, of addressing the issue long-term. Yeah. You got to exhaust like your own personal resources before you complain about shit. That's not my, I like to do. I try anyways. Like I'll just be like, yo, I can't figure this out. Like, but I've done this, 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 this is this, you know? Right. And all these things. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, oh yeah. I mean, and you know, we, we run into that a lot where, you know, people just come in and they're like, nah, it's not working. Like, I don't do your job. So I, what do you, how do you mean it's not working type of thing? Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, I think people struggle with too, is like, you kind of assume that the person you're talking to has whatever knowledge you have. Yeah. And that causes like a whole nother level of frustration. And I saw a lot of that with our associates when we were like trying to work with the help desk, you know, like trying to, you know, set up your new monitors or whatever. But again, you figure it the fuck out, right. And move on. And it's, I think everybody was really, really freaked out when everything initially happened. And we're kind of sitting here like, oh, okay, well, everything's still, everything's still going, everything's still working. And, right. you know, it, you almost don't want to admit that it's business as usual, even though it's not really business as usual. There's also a sense of, uh, I think people are afraid that, um, they like to try to put themselves in positions where they become irreplaceable and like, like, yo, like you're, you're fucking replaceable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can train fucking people to do what you do. Let's yeah. And, and for me and everyone else, like, you know, that's a realism that people, that's a reality that people are very afraid of. And in corporate life, I can tell you as an administrator, I mean, I feel, I feel comfortable saying it now because it's not working anymore, but I was the, the executive assistant to the CFO for Hertz. Great guy. Everything was, you know, I, I, I loved my job, but I have to tell you the hardest part for me was walking into what we call a C-suite. So it's got CEO, CFO, COO, all that stuff. Yeah. Walking into the C-suite as the youngest member of the team and having to ask the other women in the office, like, how do you guys do stuff up here? It's different than downstairs. And nobody wants to share anything with you because they're so afraid that you're going to take their job or you're, you know, you're going to be a threat to them. And there's something in me, like I just wrote like a 47 page administrative manual because one didn't exist. And I thought we needed to document standard operating procedures and gave it to another admin. And she was like, thank you. Like she was so confused. And I was like, no, man, I just, I want to make sure you like, if I'm not here, it gets done. Like, it's not even a me being nice thing. It's a me just trying to cover my ass thing. 
Yeah. And no, I, I just I don't want to do that. So I learned that in the civilian world very quickly. Like when I got to government work, yeah, the, like nobody wants to. It's um, me and you till it's me or you. Yep. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> I'll go find another job elsewhere. Cause this does not work for me. I thought I was joining a team, not fucking team of convenience, you know? Like, yeah, no, I mean, you run into that an awful lot and it's really unfortunate, you know, and you talk about like people, like you should lift other people up and you, know, I don't want to say like women lifting women up because that's the thing that you know is out there now like in general just be a decent human and do things you know treat people how you want to be treated i'm gonna get it tattooed on my forehead <laughs> swear to God. Yeah, no balls <laughs> with it like just be right. decent i don't know why that's difficult but yeah. apparent i have learned over the last six or so months that it's relatively new concept to a lot of people we've just desensitized like like we've said the theme of a lot of what we're talking mm-hmm. about we're totally desensitized to a lot of that stuff. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just not a part of our daily lives anymore. I don't know. But like I said, you know, trying to be part of the solution. And, you know, like I said, I always tell the girls to worry about, you know, worry about you. And I try to like practice that myself and don't get me wrong. Like I still have my moments, like I'll come bitch to Christian. He's like, you're so judgmental, you know, and I have to like stop and be like, you know, cause I used to be like, no, I'm not. You know, and then you like stop and think about it. And you're like laying in bed or whatever, you know, with you're alone with your thoughts. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I guess I kind of am an asshole. Yeah, sometimes I totally preface it like I'm totally going to judge right now, but this is like what's going on, you know? Right. I'm self-aware enough to know. Yeah. Like, uh, I got it. I'm judgy. I'm super judgy, but here's what's happening. You know, I don't want to, I don't, I, you know, um, you know, I have mixed race kids. Like, I don't want to be judgmental. Like. Right. I don't, and I don't want them to. Because you're trying to afford the same respect to other people that you yeah, expect to be afforded I don't want to them you. To learn that behavior from me or any of that stuff, right? Like I want yeah. my kids to be viewed for who they are, not not what people see and and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fucking weird. But sometimes I'm just I'm like, all right, I'm gonna judge the fuck out of you right now until you prove otherwise. Like this is where we're at, you know? Like, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, I mean, that's what I always tell Chelsea before she gets in trouble. I'm like, listen, these are your choices. Yeah. If you go to timeout, it's totally your choice. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I do tipping too, right? You start at 20%. You go up, you go down. Depends on your service. Fair enough. So going to apply this to every aspect of my life. I'm sure it will be wildly successful. I mean, I think it works. Like <laughs> it works in a lot of circumstances. I mean, well, it's such a little, simple concept. I've been a little more lenient during the COVID. Like I'm just like during the Wuhan, I'm like, all right, I'll fucking you know, I'll let it slide this time. I'll let it slide and I'll, I'll give you a healthy little tip because you don't know when your next tip's coming. But <laughs> once the Wuhan's gone, like, like you better fucking have another Jack and Coke ready for me. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Crazy times, man. All right, dude. So like, I always try to end these things on like super positive notes. Do you have anything? Give me, I feel like every now and again, you, you, you launch out like a, very thought out like zinger and I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm hoping maybe <laughs> sitting on one. So anything positive, like, um, I mean, if all this stuff was, you know, not going on and you know, like I, I'm realizing, you know, like a stuff that I need to work on, but I've just been with the girls like so much more than I normally would be. And with them, not with other people. Right. Oh. So for me, like this is, it, it has its stressful moments and, for sure. I've freaked out, lost my shit. Like Christian is a saint. He's just very patient and you know, like all that stuff. But 
I can tell you in our household, like, you know, Christian and I were able to use this time to kind of work through, you know, issues that we had had and reconcile, you know, and, and put our family back together. And I'm hoping that more of that is happening than, you know, the alternative for, for, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I totally get it. Like normally, um, whether I was in the military or not, like normally by now I would have traveled at least twice, maybe three times in this amount of time. Like this is literally the longest I've ever gone where I'm just home, right? Like with my wife and my kids and like, I'm super thankful for that. And everybody's still alive. And it's, it's okay if it makes you a little crazy sometimes or you get a little annoyed or like you, you know, like it's okay if it's harder than you thought, you know, like. Yeah. And I, I think people are being a, a little, you know, in most situations, I think people are being a little bit more considerate and a little bit kinder to each other and, well, I just hope like when, it, when it's all said and done, like in 2030, you know, I can be like, man, you remember 10 years ago when I had all that time with my kids? Oh, you mean January? What, what do you this mean? This year is never ending. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I, fuck, who knows, dude. But I mean, I just hope when I look back on it, like look at all the projects that I did. Look at all the family time that I had. Look at all the, yeah. look at all the things that I said I wanted to do and actually did because I had the time to do it. You know, yeah, so and, and choose that. to focus on that stuff because there is shitty yeah. stuff there, and there's always going to be, you know, another side to stuff. But you know, if you can, if there can be more good than bad, then I, I think we've done our job as parents. You know, especially if they're looking back and remembering this time. Yeah, I hate the cliche like half half glass half full half empty thing, but I mean that's it's really a mindset, right? Like, yeah, um, somebody somebody that for a reason. Like, if you if you're gonna look for the negative all the time, you're gonna find you can find negative in anything. Like, it's easy. Yeah. To do. But it's also pretty easy to find positive shit and everything too, for for the most part. So yeah. find the positive and, you know, I hope, uh, I hope that's eventually once we get through this, like it always sucks when you're going through something, but mm -hmm. once it's over, hopefully we frame it in a, we, we sort of frame the overall thing, like in a positive way, if we can. And that good things come from it, you know, like that we do get, you know, mail order ballot reform or voting reform in general or you know whatever because these are things we couldn't anticipate before right so now you have the opportunity to fix you know a flawed system so yeah. i'm gonna try to be hopeful about it i think hopefully i mean yeah i mean we all need to be um yeah i mean i don't know it's just uh wild times wild all right times. well when you set up the family reunion let me know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, or that that would have to be a mutual project i think i don't know if i could do that on my own all right dude stay safe all right take care thanks for having me thanks for coming on like i don't get to do this with family very often so um i feel like i feel like you and i we could probably do this a lot more because there's literally like a decade or more between us that we didn't get to have these conversations i know and you know to and like i, I was you know, telling Christian that I was going to do this tonight when I was asking him to help with the kids and get them to bed because we have our routine and normally I'm the reader. I'm like, I'm going to need you to read tonight. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're doing what? <laughs> you know, with, with who? Yeah. You know, and he's, he's never been to Buffalo. He's met my mom and dad and grandma, but that's it. You know, like there's, there's, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm really super grateful that, you know, we were able again through social media to, you know, connect and, and make something positive of it because, you know, unfortunately, you know, families, every family's got their issues, right? Everybody's got their shit and our family's no different, but, um, 
you know, it's unfortunate when you, you can't really maintain those relationships because they're not healthy for you. So I think anytime I have an opportunity or that I'm presented with an opportunity to, you know, like make good on something and, and have good people in my children's life that I want to do that. So yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, it was the same for us. Like, like when, when you try to explain like your wife, like, oh yeah, it's Tiffany. Who the fuck is Tiffany? Well, she's my cousin. Like, you know, it's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta like, you gotta talk this shit out. Like, like well, how come? Well, we had to, we had to figure out like what the hell it was. I, I, I still don't even, I, I know we're cousins. I just don't, I don't know like anything about being removed or yeah, like first, second, third. Yeah. Well, I know Apparently we're like, I'm, I know we're pretty closely related though, because the first person that ever popped up in my ancestry was <laughs> my mom. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess we got to be pretty close. Right. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like when you have to, like, we're like, we're cousins. Well, what do you mean? Well, we're fucking cousins. I don't know. We're just cousins. We always, have- and everybody, I, I think that happens a lot, especially where we're from. You know, it's, you know, you say Buffalo, because if you said Angola, nobody would know where the hell you were talking about or North Evans or whatever. But I think also too, being from such a, a small town kind of, atmosphere that everybody's like oh there's somehow everybody is related yeah like oh that's my cousin and you just kind of take it for what it is so when somebody actually questions you like how you're related you have to stop and think about it <laughs> like yeah i'm not i don't know i'm not really sure yeah <laughs> no so that that is also a you know a positive this year for us too so glad to have reconnected yeah yeah it was pretty cool it's crazy that we reconnected right before all this fucking shenanigans started huh <laughs> Well, you know what? We had the opportunity to to have our families meet, which was, you know, amazing. And, you know, it's funny because like Chelsea said, yeah, Chelsea said something about Kaya the other day. And I was like, it took me a second to think about, I was like, wait, what? Oh, Kaya. Yeah. You know, like it, it was just funny to me because she's got, that kid's got a steel trap, man. She remembers everything. And she's like telling story, you know, talking about like Legoland and stuff or not Legoland, but the Lego store. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So I would just say like what a doll Chelsea is and how good a job you've done, you know? Oh my God. She, like she's either going to run a prison gang or be a CEO. There will be no in between with that one. I'm just saying like, she's super polite. She's very appropriate in how she speaks. Like she's, you know, and she's very young too. Like Like I, I, I'm trying, you know, like, I don't, I don't, you know, like my kids misbehave, you know, like my, I don't, I don't want my kids to be assholes. You know, I want them she doesn't know me from Joe. She didn't yam me. She didn't yup me. She didn't do any of that. It's like, if I ask her a question, she's like, yes, you know, in like a very sweet way, but very polite way. And I'm like, holy shit. Like what an awesome. Oh, it's because I mess with her. Like she'll ask me for something and I'll just pretend like I don't hear her until she, you know, she'll realize like, Oh, please. Or, you know, like if I'm like Chelsea, she, she you know, she knows not to say what, you know, she it's yes, ma'am kind of thing. And you know, it, it's, it's just easy enough, you know, just, I don't know. It's, it's very easy to, I, I feel like they are spoiled, my kids. And, you know, every once in a while, like, you know, Chelsea's like, I want that. I'm going to get that. And, you know, last night I'm like, huh, sweetheart, if you want that Milana necklace, you're going to buy it. So let's, you know, we busted the piggy bank open. I'm like, you got $8 and 73 cents, babe. Like you're like 12 bucks off, you know? So <laughs> I got these, and I don't even know if they're still up here, but these things, and these markers so that I can write chores on here and they'll have dollar amounts. Yeah. But she, all she'll see is the top of the stick. She won't see the dollar amount or the chore. And then you can buy your dance. Like it. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, I need to start. Stuff like that. So no, I'm, I'm that, you know, as a mom, that's a really huge compliment. I, I, I love it. And, and the same, you know, goes for your children and even meeting Lori, you know, like you never know, you know, what to expect. You know, you hope that you kind of go into it trying to be positive and, you know, but you never know, like the person you're talking to is going to be an idiot or unable to hold conversation. And, you know, Lori's just one of those people, like she's warm and, you know, she's just, she's smiling and, you know, she's just, she's, I love her. Like, I was just, I'm so grateful, you know, when you, when you have somebody that's normal, <laughs> especially in our family, you just, you grab onto it and, and you appreciate it. She was super excited to meet you. And I was like, yeah, like Tiff, Tiff is my homegirl. Like we totally like we're chill and like, I'm all, I think it was so awesome that we got to connect and meet, you know, and like, yeah. you know, have that. Have and we'll do that again. And you'll have to let me know. And we'll do this again. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you're welcome back anytime. I, I love, um, cause we can have real conversations even though, um, we're going to, there's inevitably things that we're going to disagree on, but we can at least talk about it, you know, and that's important. Maybe we can. Yeah share that example for people. So hopefully, yeah, I was going to say, encourage other people to, you know, do the same. It's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. All right. All take, right. Take care. Uh, love you all. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Have a good night and um, hug and kiss those babies from my family to yours. Will you? All right. You do the same. Okay. Take right. care. Bye.